You know, God told Joshua, this day will I magnify thee in the eyes of the people. Um, you have to let God do that. If I had tried to be real power hungry mm -hmm. and um, very insecure, uh, well, I'm the pastor now, you know, sort of a mentality, it would have been very difficult for my church members to swallow that. Mm -hmm. So I tried to kind of back off and um, be the leader. Listen to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says, do this, say, hey, we're doing this. And if people say, well, I don't know about this, you know, you let God validate you on the other side of that and not worry about trying to validate yourself. Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Pastor Aaron Harris. Uh, Brother Harris has been uh, a part of the church at Northwest Bible Baptist Church uh, growing up uh, from elementary all the way through high school and a graduate of Providence Baptist College as well. And then since then has served an assistant pastor role in a church in Arizona, also another church in Georgia, and now has now pastored a church in Florida for one year. And I've got to say, uh, Brother Aaron, that when I heard that you were pastoring in Fort Walton Beach, my wife and I, just the year prior to that, had found this gorgeous vacation spot down there. Yes. And then I heard you're pastoring there, and I'm like, how in the world is this God's will for this man? I don't think it's fair. Well, it wasn't good behavior on no. my part as a young man. So Wow. But it is a beautiful area, yes. and uh, it's near a Air Force base, and mm -hmm. it's just a great opportunity to reach people Absolutely. Uh, there in that, uh, that panhandle of Florida. So I want to talk about the topic of establishing yourself as a pastor of a church, because that's kind of where you are probably still, I imagine, yes. a year into it even. And can you talk a little bit about... That transition, going from uh, you were an assistant pastor, youth pastor at uh, the church in Sewanee, Georgia, and then did, had you made some kind of comment or made your desires known, I'd like to pastor one day, and how did it come about that you ended up pastoring this church in Florida, and then we could talk about establishing yourself as pastor. Sure. So, the, yeah, the first thing that happened, uh, when I went to Georgia, I knew um, at some point that pastoring would be in my future. I didn't really have an idea of when and where, mm -hmm. um, but I made that known to my pastor, Brother Reed, ahead of time, and um, I served there for six and a half years, and probably um, about a year before I moved, I began to, I went in, had a meeting with him, and began to make known that the desire and the uh, what I felt was the burden to pastor was growing uh, much heavier and, and the voice was getting louder internally and we began to have that conversation um, so I, I told him I you know wasn't fielding calls I hadn't sent out resumes or anything like that but you know what what should I do and how should I approach this mm -hmm. and he began to counsel me on that and, and I continued uh, doing my job and just he just said let's be patient and uh, we'll let it come to us and um, so we did that and then um, you know 2020 came around and um, you know long story short uh, the church there in Fort Walton Beach um, contacted him, and um, the the former pastor had reached out to him. And uh, so right about that time was when COVID kind of officially hit, shut things yeah. down, and delayed things. So it was one of those, hey, pray about this, and then several months went by before we were able to go down there and actually visit. But, um, you know, that for me, that was my experience. I went and talked with my pastor. Um, you know, not every pastor handles things the same way. My pastor was very gracious about that and understood that he had been in that position before. 
And um, so he knew exactly how to counsel me on what I should do. Um, you know, be diligent in what you're doing. You can't just say, well, I'm pastoring, so here yeah. you you deal with all my responsibilities at the church. So I kept all that up and tried to really uh, put my best foot forward, um, put the pedal to the metal, make sure everything was done um, so I wasn't kind of sloughing off. And then, um, you know, in the back of my mind, prayed about that and just waited for God's will. So. So that church there, uh, what was the church's situation that you took over in Fort Walton Beach? They, their former pastor, what was the situation there? So the former pastor, uh, Dr. Harold Tabb, uh, started that church 40 years ago. And uh, was the only pastor they ever had, uh, faithfully pastored, and uh, was up in age, um, late 70s, and had been for about five or six years been looking for a guy to bring in to you know, transition the church to and um, had talked with a couple of men and it just wasn't the right fit, wasn't God's will and they were praying about it and starting to get a little worried. And um, a friend of his who's a pastor in Alabama said, I know somebody you ought to call and he called my pastor. Mm -hmm. And so when I went down there, you know, he was um, looking to pretty much make a clean break and just, you know, pass over the reins. So on uh, July 16th, which is the church's 40th uh, anniversary, he officially retired and resigned uh, 40 years to the day that he started the church, and wow. I assumed the pastorate at that point. Hence the topic that we want to talk about. Yes. Establishing yourself as a pastor, that is huge. The guy who starts the church, pastors it for 40 years, and you are literally the church's second pastor That's in it. the 40-year existence of the church. Absolutely. Wow. So, Big shoes to fill, no doubt, and it takes some that that transition period where people have to be gracious with you. You have to oh, be yes. gracious with them. So, can we talk a little bit about uh, some spiritual internal principles and maybe even some external nuts and bolts? Some things sure. as well. Um, first of all, let me say I feel I'm. Uh, I, I'm say I'm not the guru on how this should be done. This was sure. just my experience. Um, I would say that these are my thoughts and how it worked for me. It's not going to be that way for everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes you, I don't think it's good to always think you're the exception to the rule, um, but sometimes you do find yourself as the exception to the rule. And so for me, um, you know, the, the former pastor, um, you know, we're, we're beginning to hash things out. And I'll get into the, the principles here, but we're beginning to hash things out. And I'm, right. a, I'm just asking questions. What are your plans, you know? And he just said, well, you know, I got a house here and, you know, I'm settled. I'm not looking to draw a retirement. I'm taken care of. And he's like, if you tell me to leave, I'll leave. If you don't tell me to leave, then I'll stay. And, you know, it's like, here's, you know, 31-year-old me. And I'm thinking, well, should I tell this, you know, 78-year-old <laughs> he needs to pack his bags and head out of here? He's just pastored this church for 40 years. He's met me for five minutes. Yeah. And um, I was like, well, I'm not going to make that decision now. Let's give him some time and yeah. just see how things go. And um, he's been an incredibly supportive church member. And uh, it's just very rare for to be the guy for 40 years. And, um, I mean, just here's the keys to everything. Here's the bank accounts. Here's everything. Yeah. Here's the title. I'm just a church member now. And it's just, hard to relinquish ownership. And like he that. just he just stepped away wow. from it, and and has never asked for it or tried to power play anything. Hundred and ten percent supportive of anything uh, that I do and, and what I've done. And I told him, I said, Look, I'm I'm not you. I'm not going to try to be you. I'm going to be me. Uh, but I'm going to you know do my best to try to steward what you've uh, your legacy and and all that you've invested here. And we try to be very respectful of that. And um, and he's been hundred percent supportive. So it's it's been. Um, just very unique, yeah. and, I, and I'm fortunate. As far as spiritual principles, 
uh, for establishing yourself as a new pastor, I think the first thing um, is pray for wisdom. You know, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. I, I have people that'll contact me in the church say, hey, pastor, what should we pray about? And I just say, pray that, pray that God gives me wisdom. Uh, you know, being a younger man taking mm-hmm. over, you know, a church who all they've known, especially in recent years, is a pastor in his latter years. Um, you know, he's he's got that wisdom. He's he's done it for 40 years. I'm coming in with zero pastoring experience. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was, you know, just a lot of praying for wisdom. Lord, I don't want to make a misstep. I don't want to do something dumb. Uh, and, you know, you're trying to establish trust with people, so wisdom is absolutely necessary for that. So yeah, there's, they're used to experience, and now they're getting inexperience, <laughs> and yeah, that's, yeah, that's so huge. It, it, was a vi- it was a big transition for the church, and I, I, to some extent it still is for some of the people getting used to, you know, seeing the pastor's name no longer on the sign anymore. And now, you know, he was the guy that reached them, he was the guy that discipled them, he was the guy that baptized them, they were raised under him, and now all of a sudden, here's me. And so it was a lot of help, Lord. <laughs> I need wisdom on you know what to do and how to do it. Sure. So I would I would say wisdom. The as far as uh, spiritual, um, I would say um, listening clearly to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to be spirit led. Um, if you're going to say I believe this is God's will, then it has to work. Um, to yeah. some extent, yeah. uh, I realize there are times in the Bible where you know God told people to go forward and they were defeated, and it was still His will. But um, you know, if you're going to say I believe God wants us to do this, then like people need to see it working. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things, in my opinion, that pop into my brain, and I'm like, this would be a good idea, or this would be a good idea. It's like well, it better be the Holy Spirit's idea. Sure. Or it's not going to take long for people to realize that I'm not being led by the Spirit. I'm just being led by whatever whim pops into my head or whatever good idea I think it is that I have. So um, I would, you know, every every bit of counsel I got from older preachers was move slow, move slow, and only move when the Holy Spirit, you know, makes something very clear. And so that's that's kind of what I tried to do is just very clearly define where the Holy Spirit is leading me mm-hmm. before I make a move and uh, a lot of prayer for wisdom. Yeah, because you don't want to have an early defeat. You want no. early successes. <laughs> you, know? you want some wins in the win yeah. column. And, and that was, fortunately for me, and graciously, the Lord gave us that. Um, you know, the church had, um, it had gone down a little bit in its latter years and, and just had uh, lost some zeal and some energy. And so, um, you know, me coming in, I'm, shoot, I'm full of energy. And um, so you, you try to temper that with a little bit of wisdom. And uh, whatnot, but um, the other thing I would say, as far as s- spiritual principles, is to let God establish you. The first thing I began to pray, okay, God, what should I preach? You know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and so to give you a little more background, the former pastor he's written like forty doctrinal books. Uh, you know, okay. I, I haven't even written a comic book at this point. So <laughs> uh, you talk about intimidating. Yeah. It's like you're preaching to the guy, and pa- you have to pastor the man that pastored for forty years has written 40 books, has started a Bible Institute, has written multiple curriculums. Wow. What are you going to preach to him? Um, wow. So uh, that kind of fell on my shoulders in the first couple of messages, man. You're, you're thinking, man, this better be really good. Otherwise, <laughs> he's going to be very disappointed, you know, yeah. and so is everybody else. But uh, God gives you grace, and I, I kind of just went in with the mindset, I'm not going to try to establish myself. And I began to preach on the transition uh, throughout Israel between Moses and Joshua, the first major transition of leadership. Mm-hmm. 
And I began to just preach through that. And, uh, you know, God told Joshua, this day will I magnify thee in the eyes of the people. Um, You have to let God do that. Um, I think, just from my experience, if I had tried to be real power hungry Mm -hmm. and um, very insecure, uh, well, I'm the pastor now, you know, sort of a mentality, it would have been very difficult for my church members to swallow that. Mm -hmm. So... I tried to kind of back off and um, be the leader, um, have authority, make good decisions, but not bludgeon people with my authority constantly. Yeah. And let, you know, listen to the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says, do this, say, hey, we're doing this. And if people say, well, I don't know about this, you know, you let God validate you on the other side of that and Mm -hmm. not worry about trying to validate yourself. So our title here is kind of a misnomer, not establishing yourself as pastor, but... Being established. Being established, yeah, in the passive voice Yeah, in a way. So that was something early on that I tried to guard against was just ego. Um, We all have it. And so um, not only that, I I would say um, be strong and courageous. I took that away. Uh, from that story of Joshua and Moses, the Lord constantly reiterating to a new, younger leader, be strong, be strong, be courageous. Um, You know, know, Paul told Timothy, let no man despise thy youth. There's a tendency for people to kind of despise youth Mm. and say, all right, you know, this this pastor's young, what does he know? And you need courage and you need to be strong. And, um, you know, even when maybe people are, don't know whether or not they should trust you. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I relied heavily on that kind of transition from Moses and Joshua and pulled a lot of principles out of there that, that helped me. So that's, I would say that the last thing I would say is know your Bible. Um, you can't, if, if you're a young man, um, you have to study to show yourself approved. Um, I get unto God, but you also have to feed people. And in some mm-hmm. cases, you have to feed people that are, you know, 40, 50 years your senior and have been in church longer than you've been alive, have been reading their Bible longer than you've been alive. Um, you have to be an interesting preacher who knows his Bible and can articulate something from there to feed people. Sure. And so that those were just kind of the internal things that I, you know, asked the Lord to help me with was, Okay, you know, having a very good hand, you know, if you're not confident in your preaching, part of the reason for that is because you're not confident in the material that you're preaching. And the more you know your Bible, the more confidence it gives you in the pulpit because you're assured in what God said and and you have the knowledge of it. And so knowing your Bible, listening to the Holy Spirit, asking God for wisdom and Mm -hmm. kind of taking my hands off of it and letting God establish me and validate what he was doing in my heart was really the keys internally for me. I like what everything you just said because everything works toward your being established in the long run. Yes. Because there's no shortcut to knowing your Bible. No. It's just, it's time spent and it's yes. time well spent in the book, reading it, studying it. Absolutely. Um, and listening to the Holy Spirit, That's there's no shortcut to that. <laughs> you know, it's just... You've, you've either you've got it or you, you don't. Put in, you got to put in the hours, absolutely, and you you got to read. You got to spend time, you know, getting away from people, getting away from everything, and you know, having a good idea and handle on, you know, what you're actually preaching, and you know, allow the Lord to lead you in that. And surely there are mechanics that can help establish you as pastor, but yes. it's going to be very short lived, I imagine. Yes. But what are some external things that maybe you can give some four instances? I don't know. So. Um, I would say, first of all, uh, you should honor the past leadership as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, These people, all they knew was the former pastor. If I came in and started trashing everything that I didn't like or whatnot, 
um, you know, you're not going to honoring the former leader is not only the right thing to do, but it's going to help establish credibility and trust sure. within the people that you, you want these people on your team. You want them to be a part of your church. You want them to trust you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that was one thing that I did was, you know, honor the past leadership. Um, the other thing I tried to do was not make predictions about, uh, just wild predictions about things that are going to happen. I think everybody has this innate desire to want to be right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I've I had seen it before where pastors would say, you watch, this is going to happen, and then it didn't happen, mm-hmm. and all the people he told that to are kind of sitting there, and they're thinking, do you really know what you're talking about? <laughs> and so um, I'm trying to uh, uh, you know, learn to uh, uh, kind of pull back, and you know, I don't always know what's going to happen. You know, I have Bible principle. I can go to precedent from mm-hmm. the Word of God sure. and say, well, this is what has generally happened. But I try not to make, you know, the book of Deuteronomy talks about, you know, being skeptical of, of, of priests and prophets who are saying, thus saith the word of the Lord, and then it doesn't come to pass. Sure. And, yeah. you know, that principle is there. You, you need to, if, it, if you're going to say, hey, you know, you just watch, this is going to happen, or God said this, like, you don't, don't sure. put God's name on it if you're not sure it's going to happen. Yeah. So um, try to, you know, it, mainly this is just like reining yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the biggest thing I've learned practically is learn to say, let me think about that. Um, that would save, I think, a young man who's becoming a pastor um, a lot, a lot of grief because, um, you know, the, the church is likened unto sheep. Sure. The pastor is likened unto a shepherd. You are to lead them. And sometimes uh, the sheep can find very inopportune times to come up or maybe say, hey, what about this, what about this, what about this? And maybe they're catching you off guard with questions or at an inopportune time you just get done preaching, you're trying to greet people, and somebody's trying to, you know, they may have a personal agenda that they're mm-hmm. trying to, you Instead know. Of you leading, they're leading. They're trying to find any way that they can pull some of the leadership, and you're not in a right frame and place to make a decision. And you just say, yeah, it's fine, do whatever you want. That might end up hurting you in the long run because then you realize, well, man, whatever I told them, hey, do whatever you want, it was pretty terrible. So maybe yeah. we need to change that. And so learning to say, let me think about that and get back to you. Um, that's just a super practical thing that uh, I think will help somebody. It, it gives you the ability, even if you can write it down and come back to it, you know, pray about it, um, that sort of a thing. Um, I would say uh, pick your battles. Um, sure. Not, not everything is, you know, well, I'm the pastor and I want it this way. You know, I don't care how the cribs are arranged in the nursery, you know. <laughs> I don't care about the decorations in the women's bathroom. You have to kind of zone out and be big picture on some of that stuff, sure. learn to delegate. But, you know, pick your. There are, there are things in the church where you put your foot down and say, no, we're doing it my way. There are times where you just, you know, say, you know, whatever you feel is best. You know, I've put you in charge of this area. You, you handle it. Uh, so pick your battles. And um, lastly, I'd say put in the work. Um, you know, if you have a church work day, get out there and work. Yeah. Um, I was pretty much determined to, you know, younger men earn the respect of an older man by working. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, put in the work, sweat equity. They need to see at the church doing stuff and, and being involved. So and we're talking work days at the church. We're talking yeah. soul winning. We're Ab- talking about oh, absolutely, yeah. seeing results there as yeah, well. Yeah, lead by example. Yeah. And if they see that, then, you know, they'll want to jump in, especially once they see God working. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, they see some signs of life. They see excitement. You're like, hey, don't you want to get in on this with me? And they're like, yeah, I do. 
So those are just some practical things that I would probably, you know, apply. Well, it is a very special church. Got to visit there uh, one yes. time uh, this past year, and um, we went out to Culver's, you yeah. know, and then unbeknownst to us, I guess the rest of the church decided also to go to Culver's. Everybody went there, yeah. Yeah, and it just kind of showed us, showed me that that's the, it's a close-knit church family. Very close-knit, yeah. And you're the new guy. I am, <laughs> yeah. The guy leading is the new guy, yeah. so... And so that's an especially big challenge for you, I'm sure. It is. It's been, it's been fun, and God is blessed, though. We're very fortunate. Oh, praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. And if you want to catch out any other topics, make sure you check out our YouTube channel and uh, our audio-only platforms. Like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks.